0: welcome to the Buck and Bernie show. And today we're going to be talking about the harvest, the bounty, preserving the bounty and uh there's a lot out there right now. Uh so welcome Bernie. How are you?
1: Uh very good. Um just uh came back from uh, Aspen and just before that I was in France. It was really nice to uh visit the family and stuff. But I have to tell you, yes, the uh the bounty here in this beautiful little town when it comes to fruit, vegetable, herbs, is just right there.
0: Yeah, and we is, need
1: to preserve it.
0: This is like the peak.
1: Exactly, this it's is the like
0: peak the peak. Right because we still have everything. You know, there's still peaches out there, uh, watermelon, of course, um, and then you know all your local, local stuff that uh,
1: tomatoes. There's so oh, much tomatoes. You know, tomatoes Moab right is now. the tomato place, yeah, and peppers and all that. So yeah, this is the this is a time that. Um, you want to think about making some chutneys, some jam, some relish, things that uh, you would be able to use uh, during uh, the holiday season and the winter, because you know winter is really cold here and there's really not much growing except if you have a greenhouse which is nice and warm, but besides that it's a it's a challenge so the other thing is that I like about um, preserving the bounty, it is such a great way to gift back to your family and, and to your friends, because you prepare it in your house. It comes from your heart, and that makes, such a, that makes a big difference. And I remember my family would do that. I mean, there would be so much exchange, like in France. You know, somebody would do, I don't know, some strawberry jam. The other one is making uh, uh, different chutney, and it's like, wow, that was so cool. And we all look forward to it.
0: I know it seems like everyone I run into these days is trying to give me a zucchini and <laughs> their squash because they're overrun with them right now. And but that's the whole thing is preserving. You know how do you preserve the items out of your garden? And that's what we're going to talk about today because there's several ways, uh, simple ways like just you know freezing, canning. It, there's a variety of ways, drying. Uh, you can dry. In the sun, you know, like we were just talking about, uh, Moab's a perf- perfect place to to uh, air dry vegetables and, and herbs and, and herbs and because like low humidity, high heat.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you go to south of France, for example, especially like in Provence, you have all of the fresh herbs that have been just clipped. They make almost like a little bouquet. And then they have those strings. So when they don't dry the clothing, they are drying the herbs. And it's so cool because you have everything that is available in that region who is, a, who is drying up in the sun. And the other thing is that they do their little melange. This is where the herb de Provence come in. So they have all different herbs that they're able to really blend together and use it as a gift or just, you know, cook with it in the kitchen.
0: Nice. Yeah. So...
1: So if you have any questions, we are live and taking calls. So give us a call at 435-259-5968. KZMU is the premium station in town.
0: Right. And we're talking today about preserving the bounty, extending the season with simple jams, chutneys, relishes. And you know what? There's no special equipment needed for most most of that. You, Most people have anything everything they need right at home so uh,
1: so th- there's is, there's is, there's there is something we should talk about what is the difference between a chutney a jam and a relish
0: that's a good question well jams are su- you know pretty much sweet berries you know just basically just berries and sugar uh and then chutneys will have you know uh chutney's more like a a relish chutneys and relishes are similar but a lot of times chutneys are made with fruit generally
1: and there's a little bit of vinegar and sometimes a little bit of, of heat and it's good for you know roasted or grilled meat for example even 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 fish right. or chicken or so, game it's so f- really good oh yeah we game it's awesome now for the jams it's like you know you take you know your old fruits and uh, you cook it until you break down. So it means that you don't overcook it. This is what sometimes people do too much when they make a jam. They think that the more I'm going to cook it, the more thick it's going to get, the better it's going to be. But it's not the case because you have oxidation that happens. So this is where you have to cook it down until that the the, the um the fruit just breaks a little bit. You thin it up with water, and usually what you do is you add a little bit of pectin. So like this, you keeps everything stable. It's same thing, pork loin, uh chicken, um uh, prawns or breakfast. I mean, you know, right. we always don't think about, about breakfast and bad breakfast jams, it's really Just, awesome. You know, and fresh made ra- scones with jam. Oh, you know, man. There you, go. you know, blueberry, raspberry, I mean you name it I mean blackberries and strawberries and you have so many different berries available for jam. And then you also have all your stone fruits. Right.
0: And also speaking, you know, the the wild berries and stuff, um, well, most of them are pretty much gone, but uh, I think there's still choke cherries out there. Yes, that, and they are uh, so good. Those are really good.
1: They're really, really good.
0: And there's there's something you can uh, – they're kind of hard to deal with because, you know, they, they have a pit and that, but if you uh, cook them down and then just run them through a food mill – You get all that choke cherry juice, which then you can turn into whatever you want, like a syrup or a jelly or any other type of preserve, or make wine.
1: (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, or oh, oh, you can use a little bit of moonshine. Now, you're back in Brittany, where they make apple moonshine. It was like, oh, my God, it is so strong. My goodness. But you know what they do in Brittany? They use that little moonshine with hot water. My mother, grandmother would do it. And they put just a little bit in the water, a little bit of honey, and then they call it a little tarty, and that's it. That's right. And it is you sleep like a baby after that. Yeah, now, staying on the... Um, on the preserve, I always say, you know, you have to preserve the best. Preserving the best means that you have to be using the best fruit you can find. It's not the most beautiful, sexy fruit that you can find. It's all about the flavor. Right. So it's like, you know, you make sure that you... before sure you, it's
0: ripe. You,
1: you, before you yeah. buy the whole bunch of it, just buy one, pay for it, then taste it. And then if you love it, then you can buy three, four, five, ten pounds. But in the meantime, you know that you have the right batch.
0: I I actually remember the old days of uh, when they had the Miller Shopping Center, and my grandmother would go in there, and she would actually back then they would actually plug watermelon for you, oh. and you could taste it before you bought
1: it. Uh, that's really cool. That's that's, that's a way, that's a way to do it. Right. Now, so you
0: know what you're getting.
1: Anyway, and the same thing with the, I mean, the, when I pick melon, like the, the the regular, like the Italian melons, you can really smell it. So, and it's it's really aromatic. And that's what you want when you're picking up your your berries or any fruits. You make sure that there's a lot of fragrance. Because if you have, don't have the fragrance, usually it probably lack taste. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And that's, you know, I, I stopped in the... Uh, Green River and visited the melon stands there. Oh, and, oh they had such a nice variety of, uh, I mean, they had Crenshaw's and cantaloupes and honeydews. And, of course, they're watermelons. And, man, and that's what you do. You just, you know, to see if they're ripe, you know, you want to feel them, see the stem ends, if there's some softness to it, mm-hmm. and then smell them. Because if you yeah. can smell them, you know there.
1: So I was doing an event in Aspen, in lit the and, I, you know, little and uh, they asked me to, you know, showcase uh, what the region had to offer, so I brought the watermelon with me. To tell you the truth, it was the best watermelon I ever had in my life, in my career. Everywhere, I traveled all around the world, I have not tasted and there were five watermelon, about five of them, because usually you have two well just okay, and out of the five there was five perfect watermelon. And it was just like, you know, you, we, what we did is we compressed it. So it means that you pretty much bring all of those uh, uh, juices together. So it becomes a really nice and dense piece of watermelon. Uh, and I started with a uh, uh, cured, actually talking about curing and preserving. It was a cured salmon. And I cured it for 24 hours and it was just so mm. amazing. You have the sweetness and you have the salt of the... Of the curing, it was just amazing. But yeah, the watermelons here are are amazing. They don't sell it everywhere, so you got to look for your uh, local right. store around like this. You can really you can really buy it. When you buy a watermelon, what I've learned because I'm a, you know, coming from France, we don't really have much watermelon. We call it pastèque, but like in Brittany, we don't really raise I mean farm many of those. So what I've learned is that it's all about the density, the weight. And that watermelon is that watermelon you know way really well and then you tap it and you have that beautiful full sound, you know that you have a winner. And it's it's so so good. And talking about, you know, uh, watermelon, you know that uh, in some part of the world, like Asia, for example, they preserve the watermelon rind.
0: Right. So there's they, a, cu- they it, cure that's it. That's a southern thing also. Yeah, pickled watermelon.
1: It is so and, good. Or
0: rind. Yeah, pickled yeah, watermelon rind. yeah. It's, yeah, really, so, it's
1: really amazing. Yeah.
0: And that's, most people just throw it away. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, actually good pickled.
1: It's, so yeah. let's stay on the jam a little bit and those chutneys because we have to talk about canning. And, and when you can something, you got to be very careful that you follow the rules of canning. Right. So if you can... Yes. Take us on on that journey, and I include also sanitation. So it's not only the technique, but that technique right. really includes sanitation. You
0: have to be careful. Make sure you sterilize all all your equipment, your jars, your lids, everything is sterilized ahead of time.
1: And how and, do you do that?
0: Uh, boil, boil it is the easiest way. You know, I mean, best way. You boil it. You don't want to use any chemicals or that because that that can be introduced into the food. So it's just it's just a matter of boiling you know that sterilizes mm-hmm. everything yep. and keep you know clean hands maybe gloves um and just just be very careful um because you know you want to if you're canning something you don't you you don't want to introduce any bacteria or anything in it, into it because uh, you you have a chance of getting botulism or any other type of yeah. bacteria that's not good and so yeah but if you just follow the basic rules and uh, it's it's pretty easy it know. is very it
1: is very easy but like you say following the rules are very, very important so, and everybody has a computer these days or a laptop or a smartphone and you just 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 look at for example balls b a l l s and those uh, those guys are selling uh, um the uh, the jars so you go to their website and they'll tell you exactly what to do and how long do you have to do for uh, preserving that um that that beautiful gem, for example yeah,
0: yeah there's lots of resources out there i mean th- mm-hmm. the inter- internet of yeah. course you know you can just look it up and see your basic steps uh there's you know a couple different types of of canning or as uh you know you have your pressure cook pressure cooker canning mm-hmm.
1: you can do that as well
0: uh but uh and it depends on what you're canning. What you need to, like, because you can can, you know, you can can meats, venison, fish, meats like that, uh, and that type of canning does call for pressure cooker canning because that's it makes you, it, it it gets cooked and sterilized. So uh, you you come out with much better product. Yeah,
1: vegetables are the most safely canned in pressure cookers. Because um, a pressure cooker can go to very high temperatures that can reach through the use of its uh, tight locking lid. Uh, and then um, it can really it really hold the steam inside the pot. Uh, modern days pressure cookers have a safety valve, which is really cool because, you know, you don't have any trouble. Uh, that will pop off if the pressure becomes too great. The, the, it's very funny because when I was uh, when I was a kid, <laughs> at my house. So think about it. You have to go back like forty years ago, you go or fifty years ago, and you go you go inside the house and you, you had that pressure cooker going, oh, yeah. uh, and the it would be like the
0: pressure Is again. that a
1: bomb? I mean, that, is that thing going to explode? Exactly. And you were you had that yeah. thing coming up and it goes and goes fast and faster, and, and then you will, you know it will be ready. Uh, but uh, my family would uh, would use a pressure cooker quite a bit actually to um, to do the the canning. Uh, it's really it's really 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 good and it works really well. So those are the great really great ways to do it.
0: So and then like we said, there's other me you know a lot of stuff freezes pretty well. Uh, corn, you know, freezes well. You you know just take it off the cob yep. and peas and peas. These are great frozen. Mm-hmm. But the thing about when you freeze things, it's a mat- making sure you seal them. And I would always suggest using a vacuum sealer. And that way you, you have all, all the air out. It's airtight. And that way it doesn't freeze or burn. You know, so. But make
1: sure that you use freezer bags. Right. Because even with a vacuum sealer, if you don't use a freezer bag... You will have uh, the um, the vegetable will be damaged, and the reason why it happens is because you have a lot of water still into that vegetable, and then that water become almost like a little icicles forms inside, right. and then then when you are uh, defrosting them and you want to eat them, they kind of mushy and they lose all the water, and then then you go, what was that?
0: Right. Well, also, it'll if if you don't have the proper bag as. You know, you freeze it. You know, as freezing, it expands and it can split the seam and, and exactly leak and ruin your your stuff. So yeah, just make sure you use good quality uh, freezer bags
1: and don't overfill your bags if you overfill because you think it all containers say so, oh you know what it's gonna be good we are, we're gonna pack that thing up pretty good but anyway, it does expand I mean it's so many times and there's another thing that you have to do. I mean, times you go in your freezer and you want to pick up, I don't know, that product that you froze a while back, but it was a while back, right? You remember it was a while back? Do you remember when it was? You go, you <laughs> right. know, I think um, I did this. Where was that from? I think I did this. I was like, yeah, that was with my aunt about three months ago. But yeah, but your aunt was here like two years ago. And you go, oh, this is two years old. Oh, my God. And yes, so it's all freezer burn. And unfortunately, it just really destroyed the product who is in the freezer, who is in that bag, and then you throw it away. So one thing you should do, always do, with a Sharpie, just write down what it is and when it went into that freezer. Date it. Date it. Date it like this. And then you make sure that you have everything on rotation of that because you may be, I would say, processing a lot of, uh items during the whole week or during the whole month and then you know exactly when this was done and then you rotate it and you always have the uh, right
0: and same with canning also yeah canning always label it you know make sure you
1: hey can you tell me a bit about freezing fruits because we were talking about veggies but what about the fruits some fruit freeze well some fruit do not freeze well. right
0: right uh you know the fruits that oxidize easily like you know certain types of apples and peaches and that or you know that they'll freeze fine but they'll they'll turn brown and not look so great so uh, and there are things you can you know citric acid will lemon juice
1: just lemon juice that's fine yeah you just toss everything in lemon juice and and when you freeze it don't freeze it in a like a big bulk the best thing to do is that I like to do myself is I put it on a sheet pan, right, and I spread freeze them first, real fast, and then I put it them into my bag. bags. Exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's the way. I like and that to do also
0: it. works better for if you're vacuum sealing. Uh, you don't want to just put it in there fresh, or it'll just squish it up. You know. So, like you say, just spread it out on a sheet pan. Uh, give it plenty room so it doesn't stick together. Freeze it really well, and then uh, bag them and seed them. It'll yeah. The, the other better. thing I
1: like to do when I, um, when I do uh, freeze vegetables, for example, if I would freeze uh, broccoli, broccoli, because you can, go, you can find some amazing broccoli, like organic broccoli, even like right here in this town. And what you do is you can freeze them, but the best way to freeze them is you blanch them first. So, boiling water, a little bit of a little bit of salt, and you cook it in water for, I would say maybe like two minutes, and then right. ice bath, shock it, shock it, yeah. Then you drain it, drain and it really well.
0: It's important to drain it. it really well. Get all the water out. Then you, uh, then you spread it out and freeze
1: it. Yeah, we used to that with uh, uh, in France as well. And In Brittany, we have a lot of cauliflowers and we have we have a lot of Brussels sprouts and all that. And you have to. We were doing it the same way. We would never go directly from, from, the, uh, from the garden to the freezer. It would be a process. And that was the right way to do it. And, you know, it's really amazing when you are in the wintertime and you're able to have, you know, beautiful fennel, for example. And it's like fennel doesn't grow in the middle of winter. Right. But then you have beautiful fennel or, or, or your favorite veggie. And it's like, wow. You know, your peas, same thing. Yeah. If you do the peas the same way, they would be yeah. perfect. Your green beans in the same way. It would be they would be perfect as well, but I think that is kind of a rule. You don't want to freeze for too long either. So no. what is what is no. what do you recommend
0: for how long to for keep? How long? It? How long do you uh, take it in
1: the freezer? Two months, maybe. Yeah.
0: It's, you know after that it's still okay, but then but after a couple months they do start losing uh, flavor
1: and quality. Yeah, definitely. So but, uh, I, li- I like the, I like the two months as well. I like the two months. But as well. that's the
0: thing about canning. Canning, canning lasts much longer. You know, uh, you can keep. So what? Tell me what. How long does canned goods last?
1: Oh, you I mean. can do it. Now I'm just kidding about the can. <laughs> uh, can you? So oh yes, I can. So <laughs> the deal is this. For me, the way I see it is, if I can a preserve, for example, or a marmalade or a jam, I would say a maximum of one year. Because it's pure, it's sugar. So, one year, and make sure that you keep them in a cool part of the house. Don't keep it in the garage cool over here yeah. in Moab because they're gonna it's, it's too hot. You, your garage is going to go to 75, 80 yep. degrees yep. or 90 degrees. So it's, it really damages. And it has to be in a dark place as well. So keep it in the house, in one of the cupboards. That's what I do uh, in the cupboards at the house. Uh, and then uh, when it comes to chutneys, chutneys, because you have a salt, a sugar, and a vinegar, and herbs you can you can go two years yeah up to three years but then after that you know you should have eaten it already so it's just you know a couple of years i think two years is good i've done it many times and you know two years is, is perfect
0: so if you know after you bring in the harvest and can and you realize like holy cow i'm not going to be able to eat all that in a year or whatever you know that that's when they become gifts yes you know? yes you uh
1: and, you, you, you know, you, you put a nice little label on it with, you know, the, your family or your, fr- you know, where it comes from. It could be who made it where the fruit come from. So now you have an origin which makes it really, really special. And, uh, you know, some people like it low sugar. Some people like it with, uh, with uh, I don't know, with a, a less, uh, uh, let's say, vinegar, for example, on your chutney. So you can put it on, it's lightly spiced or it's lightly this. and that. I mean, you can really, it's, you make it yourself. It's right. from your home. It's from your heart. And it's really awesome.
0: Oh, I enjoy that type of gift. I mean, it, yeah, it's me really... Much better and more appreciated. And
1: I'm sure that if you listen to us right now, you have to have some questions. So you need to call us. You can ask have anything you want. Call us at 435-259-5968, KZMU. We are here to help you and guide you during this preserving moment.
0: Right, because there's a lot out there to preserve.
1: Indeed. So we talk about fruit, we talk about vegetables, but there's other things that you can preserve. You know, yeah. I mean, you can also preserve fish and meat. Right. So what yeah, have you done con- with We're
0: going to be coming up on uh, hunting season. will be coming up here. It's, mm-hmm. Well, certain parts have already started. You know, you have the bow hunt, and then you'll get into the other hunts. And, uh, yeah, I remember from my childhood, my grandmother would, uh, would can venison. She would can trout. She would can catfish, and it's all great. I, I love the canned canned meat. It's just because it comes out so tender and flavorful. Mm-hmm. You know, because you can put in herbs and garlic or whatever, and uh, yeah. I mean, so we would we would have uh, game preserved for.
1: So what we would be doing would be also, you know, when I'm listening to you right now, is we put a little vinegar. So this is the pickling. So we didn't talk right. pickling yet, but, but you know, uh, pickled salmon, for example, is very, very good. Pickled trout, like mm-hmm. you were saying, because you have the fat. You need, you need a fatty fish if you, or, or a, a, um, a protein who has a nice amount of fat as well. So like this is going to really not shrink. Because as soon as you pickle, you 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 put an acid. So if you don't have enough fat, those things have a tendency to just shrink on you and become, uh, and well, they become uh, very uh, very acidic because you don't have enough fat. So you need that fat to balance everything.
0: Well, so, speaking of of game and that, um, so there's a technique that the French use to preserve duck legs. Uh uh-huh. confit. 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 Let's talk about confit. It's, Well, it's one of my favorite. You know,
1: confit. I mean, mean, this is something that we learn how to do as as apprentice. I mean, or even in, in, uh, in especially in the countryside because there is a lot of ducks, so we harvest a lot of ducks. But if you roast a a duck leg, just a duck leg, a duck leg can be pretty tough. So what we like to do is we cure it with uh, salt and just a little bit of sugar, cracked pepper, and uh, and herbs and you you cure it for about this say, 24 hours and then you cook it in fat right so not necessarily duck fat but in fat and uh you, you have to you have to cook it at about i would say 250 degrees and you cook it it, it means that the fat will really keep everything tender the, the meat very tender and it will not shrink so it means that when it's uh, when it's uh, cooked all the way through, which is three hours later, right. it is super tender. It falls off the bone. Mm. And that's... A, so it's a, you're using a, a preserving technique. And right. then what you can do, you can you can preserve them because you can keep them in fat. Right. And that's what the that's. family will be doing it. But you have to be careful because on the bottom of the pan, you have a little bit of water. You have a little bit of juice, I would say. It's not water, it's juice of that, uh, of that duck. So you have to put everything in the fridge, and then when everything is nice and hard, when I'm talking about the fat, then you remove that fat, and then you remove the legs, and then you can put it into, we use a, um, oh, there was like a terracotta uh, um, big jar, massive jar. You can put like, most likely like a 30 gallon. And then what we would do is put the fat first, and then you put all the legs, and then we put it into the uh, into the cellar. But the cellars that we had in Brittany were like you know you were at forty degrees, so you didn't have to worry about it, and it would be good though, all winter long, which was really awesome. Right,
0: you know it, my, when uh, when I went to Italy, I got to experience old-fashioned techniques of preserving food you know you go to the old italian meat shops and they have the prosciuttos hanging and the sausages and and then downstairs they have the cheeses mm-hmm. you know, it's all preserving that's how they've done it for many many hundreds of years and they do it the same way and it's just so good. Yeah, I know. You don't
1: you don't need much, isn't it? I mean you have everything right there. It means you yeah. go in the cellar, you can you can have your whole meal and at the cellar you also have the wine. So I mean you're right. set. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's just perfect. So picklings. Uh the pickling food rivals freezing, canning, and drying for preservations. Uh pickling does add a very unique flavor because whatever you put into the pickling uh, recipe really come through so it's very very unique you can pickle beets for example will be different than pickling uh olives because one will be salted with just a little bit of of citrus the other one can be done with only uh, um, i would say vinegars and when you pickle usually you have a little bit of sugar who comes who comes into the into the equation but i got to tell you, pickled asparagus, pickled green beans, so good. Not only uh, as a snack, but it's so good in a Bloody Mary. Oh, man. we have like, you know, talking about pickling or preserving some nice crispy bacon with that. Yeah, Sunday. Mm. You know, it's I a just, holiday today. I, I, gu- I guess that's the reason why I'm in the mood.
0: I, yeah. So I, I uh, went to dinner at my neighbor's house uh, last night. And uh, Anna, and uh, she's a native Polish. She's from Poland, and she knows all about pickling, preserving. Uh, she'll do pickles. She'll actually do the f- fermented pickles. Mm-hmm. It's not vinegar. It's just
1: fermented, pre-
0: preserved, fermented. Yeah. And also, she do, she will do some pick uh, vinegar pickled pickles, and but she. Uh, I, I I had her pickles and I, and I noticed in the jar there were leaves off the oak trees. I go, Whoa. she puts oak oak leaves in uh-huh. to uh, preserve the crispness of, of the pickle. Yeah. So you can. She says, yeah, you you know you can use grape leaves, oak mm-hmm. leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, oak leaves are right there. You know, we have the scrub oaks up there, and but it was interesting. I didn't know you could use oak leaves to. Uh, preserve the cri- yeah, she's, Christmas. Yeah, she, she she has
1: most likely learned those uh, techniques from the whole country. I mean, right. it's like, you know, Europe. They In Europe, they were, they were using so many of this stuff. It's just like, you know, chestnut leaves, for example. Uh, those are the things that were used as well. Um, the cool thing about pickling is that is really good source of a great nutrient a lot of great vitamins amino acids and healthy bacteria so this is why it's really good for right. you they say that if you drink pickle juice it can really help with hydration and decrease muscle cramps all i right. mean but i mean you look at it, i mean i didn't know that i mean yeah. first of all there's a difference between a pickle from france which is a cornichon which is very acid and the pickle from over here. And it took me a little while to get used to those sweet pickles. Because I we don't really eat that uh in France, for example. And I really have been becoming very fond of them. I mean they're it's really, really good.
0: Yeah, and she also uh was uh she had some uh pickled mushrooms from the mountain. She mm-hmm. has some uh the Hawkhorn mushrooms and god they're just amazing.
1: So the thing I was talking about uh, the uh, uh the health benefits the thing that you still have to watch is usually pickling include a uh, a fair amount of sodium so right. you have to be you have to be cautious to to not eat too much pickles as as well
0: right so the f- the whole fermenting uh process is interesting uh you know in which which is very healthful also cuz you're not using as much sodium uh and then you get the good bacteria which is good for you very good for you good for your gut and uh but that's a whole that's a whole other process uh fermentation which
1: which is part of it which yeah. is part of what we're talking about right when yeah. i was in when i was in uh in korea uh i went to one of the temples and uh i mean they uh, they had a miso and their miso is fermenting into which is soybeans, is fermented into those, uh, those big um, terracotta uh, uh, jars, and they are all very different. Depending at what stage the miso is, oh. the miso tastes differently. And different application as well. So it was really, it's, it's quite a, an eye-opener as a Westerner to, to go in those countries and see what they are doing. And they are doing it for really, not only for the taste, but also for health benefits. Right. Which is really, really good for you.
0: Yeah, fermentation is is it's uh it's a little more involved. You have to be careful yep. in the process because mm-hmm. it is easy to you know uh, let it go and not come out with a good bacteria. But, uh, yeah, just that's v- uh, that's
1: very true.
0: Just follow the proper steps, and again, you can get resources, uh, books, and online of uh, fermentation. Uh, you know, everyone's familiar with sauerkraut. That's fermentation. That's
1: fermentation, and
0: it's pretty easy to do.
1: You know, it is very easy to do. Yes, but same thing. You got to be careful.
0: Right. Again, sanitation. Mm-hmm. You want to. You don't want to introduce the bad bacteria, uh, but it's it's sauerkraut's pretty easy. You know, it's just a matter of salting and
1: and then waiting. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is there is one thing that uh, my family used to do. So it's preserving the bounty, but this is definitely a different way to do it, which is root cellaring.
0: Root cellaring, yes.
1: So okay. we live very close to the, uh, to the ocean, I would say, maybe something like half an hour, let's say. And uh, my dad would bring sand from the beach and put it in the cellar. And then he would harvest, for example, all of the carrots and turnips, uh, not, uh, not turnips, parsnips, carrots, and uh, dive, and he would bury them into into that sand, and you know he had a certain technique, making sure that the carrots, for example, they were not laying down; they were standing oh, up. Okay. And the endive was exactly the same way, and there was two reasons for it. It was because the sand, as salt, salt, it will keep uh, all bacteria out. It would keep all the bugs out because they don't eat salt, they don't eat salt either. And you would have, you like fresh carrots all winter long. Now, this was one technique that he was doing. The other one was just literally harvesting potatoes. And for the potatoes, you need to cover them with burlap, like layers of burlap. As soon as the potato does not get any light at all, it doesn't turn green. And it just stay good for like three or four months. It was really, it was really. That was the way it was done, and uh, we had um, same thing with the the corn. They would dry the corn, they would dry the chestnut, and this would be done in the roof under the roof. So <laughs> we will have a, we will have stair like you know one of those uh, uh, staircases where you pull from the from the ceiling, mm-hmm. and then we go upstairs and the corn we, would be laid the out. The corn would be laid out. The chestnut would be laid out, and we had all these fresh. I mean, fresh, you know, preserved ingredient all winter long, which was really, really awesome. So root cellaring, tell us, tell me about it. What do you think about that? I
0: mean, everyone used to have root cellars. That was the most, you know, best way to preserve your harvest. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the only way, really. Uh, But, uh, you know, besides drying and that, but uh, it's... uh, not too many left. I mean, it's because you have to have the room, the property. Exactly. But if, you can,
1: do if it, you can do it, experiment and do it. Uh, to start with apples. Because apples is the one who most likely will stay good for at least three, four months. It's really amazing. But you have to make sure that your temperature doesn't exceed, I would say, 55 degrees right you know for that 40 to 55 60 degrees so if you have you know root cellar i think if you have a cellar underground cellar i think that you're good
0: yeah mine uh, i don't it's not a root cellar per se it's i have uh, a good amount of crawl space under my house which is you know probably five feet uh but it's it stays consistent temperature that's cool that's uh, good you know i can keep my wine and vegetables and Everything down I like there.
1: the way that you start. You you you, you had to be a French sometime, because you start with the wine, <laughs> well, then you go with that's, vegetable that's, and it starts like, with the wine the cellar wine. that expands. You know, yeah, there's one it's, thing that uh, was part of that uh, uh, preserving the bounty, preserving by smoking. And I know that you love to smoke. You love to barbecue. I mean, you're my idol when it comes to that because you know this stuff so well. Tell us about smoking. Smoking,
0: uh, yeah, it's it's a means mm-hmm. of of preserving, and you can do it. The thing about smoking is, what gets me is most people over smoke. It's like smoking should be done lightly as an essence of flavor, not something just overpowering the flavor. And so that's, and a lot of that is controlled by temperature and what type of wood you use for how long. So it's it's a temperature time variance uh but and it depends on what you're smoking fish of course you'd just light 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 smoke
1: but you cure as well first you right you
0: cure like you mentioned uh you know you you can you could cure especially something like uh, fish or something you uh, salt it and sh- salt and sugar mm-hmm. uh, and what you can do is just like say for trout because uh, trout fillets are very, very thin. So they're going to, you you don't want to, too much salt uh, is bad also. Uh, so you just, uh, you can just put like a layer of salt, just embed it for 20 minutes, and it's it's cured. That's all you need. You rinse the salt off, dry it. Now you can dry it just with a, a you know, paper towel or whatever, or you can just, let it air dry and uh, before you smoke it. And then uh, that that that's part of the preserve preserving it as well as the smoke actually preserves also.
1: But you want you know, to have a, you, um, like you yeah.
0: say you cure first because you don't it's the smoke is not what the only thing that cures it. Yeah, it's, it's but you still need fat.
1: You still need uh, yeah. when you do something like this, you need s- you need a protein who's was going to be nice and fatty. So like this, right. you know, you'll be able to really... First of all, the smoke and the curing uh, will prevent the fat to become rancid. That's one thing. And then it will preserve the shelf life as well, which is right. really, really wonderful. So favorite, uh, your favorite uh, wood? Uh,
0: I like fruit woods. Fruit woods are, uh, you know, I mean...
1: You Cherry, know, there's apple. not as many.
0: There used to be a lot of orchards around Moab oh, and yeah. stuff, and you could always get apple wood, mm-hmm. uh, peach wood, apricot wood, and uh, boy, that's, that's the best type for smoking. Nice,
1: hard wood who really right. uh, uh, smoke very, very slowly, I think, is what, is what we're looking for. Yeah. So, smokers, uh, commercial smokers are regulated. But oh, oh, smoking is hard to regulate. So you got to make sure that you keep, like you say, everything not too smoky, and making sure that right. you know you don't uh, you don't over smoke it. I think that the the, the problem with over smoking also is uh, it's, it's hard. I mean, you know, for I know there's a lot of people who are are so much in love with smoking, but you have to remember that you also have carcinogen who, who come to play right. if you don't there do it is, right. There are
0: studies that that say that uh, uh, cured meats are carcinogenic to an extent. So, yeah, you don't want to be, uh, you want to be careful. You know, just don't overindulge in that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not the best thing for you, as, uh, but uh, you could counteract it with fermented foods. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Now, there is one more thing that I wanted to, I mean, we, have, we still have quite a bit of time, but there is one thing that I like to do, so there is a wonderful lady who is one of our neighbors in Moab who had so many cherries. So oh, she right. gave me tons of cherries. And of course, of course, the Frenchman being the Frenchman, I tell my wife, I say, you know, we're going to make some cherry jam, some cherry pie, but we're going to make some cherry liquor. So That's when you are nice. also... I mean, it's talking about preserving the harvest is is also an opportunity for people to um, to start infusing, making infusions. Right. And the infusion can be done with alcohol, but you can also infuse it with uh, in syrups. And then you're making uh, I'm, I'm like a cherry syrup for your pancake, for example. So I think that uh, when it comes to Um, let's say, making some liqueur, my recommendation has always been to have fruits who or stone fruits. Stone fruits usually make the best. But there is one thing that you can find here in this region near the lakes where you and I went uh, foraging for a mushroom, which is the wild strawberries.
0: Right. There, there are some uh, up here on this mountain. Wild strawberries and raspberries, and like I mentioned, choke cherries. But uh, you know, choke cherries are different. They're a stone fruit. They, mm-hmm. uh, but the the berries, uh, especially wild berries, are really delicate. Um, and I, I think, I for a really delicate berry like that. I mean, I've I've uh, actually have on order a. A freeze dry
1: unit oh yeah freeze dry very good and
0: that's a perfect way to preserve soft fruit like berries mm. and, that are all you know prime ripe because they're they're already ripe by the time you pick them so but uh the process of freeze drying which is one of the newest methods of preserving and that involves what it does is it fr- you know freezes it first and then it vacuums and sucks all the moisture out. So, so and it, they'll keep for, I don't know. Oh, they keep for a long time. Yeah, and they're, they're really good. And they good retain their flavor. Ice and you cream, can do so ice creams with it. With yeah. those
1: dry freeze fruit, yeah. it's awesome.
0: You can, you, uh, you could like make uh, fruit powders or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or you can just leave them whole. You could put them in bake. you can bake with them, you know, just put them in your, your cake batter and. Oh, there's just I'm I'm really anxious to get my dry unit and and start. Uh,
1: well, I'm looking case. forward to taste all these yummy uh, fruits as well. Yeah, uh, there's uh, I've another. I've been
0: wanting to. Uh, speaking of fruits, I uh, what is it? You know, one of my favorite is the Palisade peach. Ooh. About a case been, the other day. I spent hard to find in Moab. Like, yeah, but you she, don't go to Moab. You drive to Palisade. To the, what happened to the dancing Palisade fruit girls that were always in town? Well, I don't know, but I, 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 sure. I can, I I can
1: tell you one thing. There was a Palisade dancing Frenchman the other day. When he went to pick it up in Palisade, I had a whole case. The lady was like, You want a whole case? I said, Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I have a news for you they kept amazingly fresh for a full month. A full month in the
0: refrigerator.
1: Really? Unbelievable. See. A slogan. where, where Unbelievable. Did you
0: store them? Come how did you store them? In the in the fridge. W- in the fridge. I have oh, a in big the refrigerator. Okay. Yeah.
1: But so. there's one thing we didn't talk about yet that I have done forever, which is really incredible. Dehydrating. Dehydrating. A dehydrator. Right. You know, is something that everybody should have at the house. What I was dehydrating, for example, uh, persimmon's you can dehydrate persimmons. They are so good. Dehydrate apples. Dehydrate, all your stone fruit, all your cherries. That's a great way to also preserving the bounty. Right. And yeah, those dehydrators nice. really, they're not very expensive. No, no. And, and But you need to, uh, don't buy a tiny one. Buy a nice big one. So like this, you know, you don't have to repeat the process forever. But in the meantime, if you have like 12 little racks that you can, and you can put all your uh, your fruits on it, or your vegetables, it is so good. Even your herbs, with the herbs, when you dehydrate them, it's so amazing.
0: Well, and jerky, it's a yeah. good way to make That's jerky. That's it,
1: jerky. You know, so jerky. tell me how to make jerky, by the way.
0: Uh, well, you do a brine, you brine it first, of course. Uh, so what,
1: what is the brine? Do, what do you put in your brine?
0: Uh, use a I'll use a like a sh- sugar, salt is always in it, and then. Um, you can put in garlic, or I like to do, uh, you can do Worcestershire sauce or soy sauce, mm-hmm. something. And uh, and so I, w- the way I do it, first of all, you, you slice your meats. Uh, you want them, you can do thicker slices, but it's best to do, the important thing is do them universal. Try to get everything the same size, because mm-hmm. that way they don't dry at different stages in yep. that and you some will be over dried some will be under but so try to keep them uniform so a lot of people will uh what you can do uh depending on the meat is freeze it first and then put it on a slicer so you can get a nice even slice and then you brine it for you know and this is another thing you look at the resources of of recipes of how long to because the, the it depends on how strong the brine is, you know. Uh, I like to go with a brine that's not too strong. Uh, a rule of thumb is maybe half a cup of salt, half a cup of sugar per gallon of liquid. You can also use juices like apple juice or... Any type uh, like fruit juices to use in your brine. You can use beer uh, again, and then uh, and then you brine it for depending on you know the thickness of the meat or what type of meat, and then uh, you just don't want to over brine to get it too salty. And then you air dry it first before then you put it in your dehydrator, and you can actually put. Like if it's jerky, you can actually put a smoke on it also if you're looking for that type of flavor. Uh, But, again, light smoke. And then uh, just dehydrate it until it's uh, firm but not too dry. Uh, But, again, you don't want... uh, you don't want too thick of pieces or anything that'll.
1: Yeah, get, uh, jerky is so good. Moisture. I mean, it's uh, it's 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 so. Yeah. Uh, it can be if it's done well, it can be so delicious, and if it's not done well, it can be so awful, and I had right. both. Right and it's just like when you go and you taste it and it's right. bad and you go I will never eat that thing again and then but in the meantime you have somebody who does it well and it's like wow it is so so amazing right it, i don't
0: like jerk i don't like jerky well i don't like it too salty i don't like it too sweet you know because you know you're again you're masking the flavor of the meat and it's salty if it gets too salty you just ruin it and so, yeah, there's a little technique to it. You just don't want to over.
1: So you know, I got my I got my computer here, and uh, we've been such a conversation that I didn't even look if we were asking any question. So we have a question from Mark, and the question is: When you are opening a jar of sh- chutney or jam, do you have to keep it in the fridge, and how long do can it last? Oh, right. So That's- what do you think?
0: Uh, after you open it. You should f- refrigerate it for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long will it last? I, that's good.
1: I think come, that I've I had about it, a week, but in my house but, it would be like three days well, because I eat it all.
0: <laughs> well, that's good, but uh, I think it'll last quite a while if you keep it sealed. <laughs> if you reseal it, re-seal keep it in the it. fridge, especially Couple something like a, a chutney or that will keep
1: Chutney will, will be longer yeah. because chutney air uh, jams and stuff acids. will keep quite a while. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Then but we. If have you're doing like your fresh veg, or excuse me, not your fresh vegetables, your canned vegetables. Once you open them, you want to use them quite, you know, rapidly, and don't. You don't want to keep them, put them back in the fridge, mm. and just forget about them because they will go bad then.
1: Yeah, I, I do. And you have to remember that you should always keep those jams and those chutney in the back of the refrigerator, not in the drawer because you have always a change, always a change of temperature. And right. by having that change of temperature, you will most likely have those uh, items really go bad very quickly. Except with the milk. Everybody thinks that milk should be in the front. You should not have the milk in the front. Ah. Second question, Natalie. Well, yes, Natalie has a very um, interesting question, which is herbs, dry herbs. Herbs. So yes. the question is how long do you dry herbs and how do you store your herbs so they can stay fresh for a long time?
0: Right. Well, I, your method, you said in France, is the best you know, you, you hang them upside down and you can put them in a you want them in, like, a dry place, of course, and uh, just leave them till they're, you know, you can fill, you know, just fill the leaves and stuff and see the dryness of the plant, you know. And you want to make sure the stems dried also because that's usually the last thing to dry because they're thicker, And but uh, once they're dried, just to store them, uh, you want a, it doesn't necessarily have to be Cool place, but it should be a you know, uh, a, no moisture, you know. Yeah, you want you a want, dry you place want a
1: resealable container that's what you want. Yeah. You want to make sure that that container is nice and sealed, and you never keep your dry herbs in the refrigerator, they have to be in a dry right. cupboard. Dry, 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 dry. Yeah, once uh, they're dry, keep them dry. How long do you think?
0: Oh, they'll keep well, if you keep care of them,
1: three months. Uh, there's oxidation they after do, that,
0: right? They they do continue to like lose their flavor. Mm-hmm. You know, herbs do, and so herbs and spices like we've talked about before, use them up. You know, just don't put them in the cupboard and forget about them because they do lose their flavor and become you know just not good. It's you should keep rotating. Don't, and that's the other thing. Don't buy too much quantity of if you're buying the herbs or, or you have too much and they don't get used up to go bad it's wasteful
1: so, so question from casey um he's a hunter and wanted to know which is the best part of the of of an elk or venison uh to smoke, smoke what is the best part is it's well, the, the best piece the best cut
0: you really know best part i mean it's all good i mean but but uh the best part for if you're gonna make jerky in that, you wanna you know, you wanna preserve the nice tender stuff for steaks or whatever.
1: But you can smoke okay. those as well, right? But you can you can, you can really smoke, nice absolutely. have a nice and game tenderloin. takes
0: smoke uh well. I mean, if you don't oversmoke it, it's 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 really good. You know, smoke game. I love smoke duck, uh and uh all types of games. But the thing is, again, don't oversmoke. Uh so but generally, if if you like elk or venison or whatever, uh, the more you know tough cuts of it are the best for like making jerky and that because it'll.
1: You well, know. we got we got quite a quite a few questions. The other question just came in right now is like, uh, you guys mentioned relish but you didn't talk relish can you please tell me what kind of relish you would do and what will be the application and this right. is from john
0: you can make relishes and eh, relishes are well and relish like chutney is a relish and but you can make relishes and out of a lot of things i mean really and it's relishes are generally have uh vinegar and spices uh Maybe some sugar, depending on what you're what you're preserving. I like you a, could even make a zucchini relish,
1: you know. Exactly. I was which, going. I was going toward that zucchini relish and, and all the, the local fruit. But mm-hmm. if you find some nice mango and a nice papaya, mm-hmm. you can do some beautiful relish as well with that.
0: Yeah, relish is a good way to. Uh, and then relish and fruited preserves like chutneys and that they they go well with you know chicken game.
1: Exactly and you and you you still can uh i would say extend the life of that relish by freezing it or canning it you can you can do one or the other and it works right. really well as well
0: yeah it's all it's all a means of uh getting the process if you have a garden uh you know you'll you'll learn as you go you know and speaking of relish, really, uh, another way is like i used to. You know, grow a lot of tomatoes, and then you have, you know, your end of season where they're not ripening anymore. I would love to, I loved green tomatoes, to pick the tomatoes while they're green, and they make a great relish, green tomatoes too.
1: Green tomatoes are beautiful. Can, I, I really love those as well.
0: Yeah, so that's a really great way to use up your, all the end of the year green tomatoes that
1: So, the before thing that you,
0: you should, get want to get them off there before the freeze so, so the thing
1: that i would recommend to everyone is that if you go to a farmer's market right now just look at what is in full season you will have your tomato you'll have your stone fruit you will have your berries and then from that just make a list of the ingredients that you will you will use and you divide them into a jam preserve chutney relish Then from that you can do your recipes and then from that What I would do is I would look at some very unique, um, I would say, uh, containers, jars. Mm -hmm. And like this, you can already start your holiday season gift. Make the list as well. This will go to aunt, uncle, to my sister, to my mom, to my dad. But in the meantime, you can already do that. And do the same thing with your herbs because in this region... Herbs will do well and will produce, uh, or I would say, all the way to October, end of October. Right. And then, Chil- yes, produce. it's going to get cold. But in the meantime, that's what you, you want to do. And then uh, just do a little bit of research on the Internet. And we talk about, for example, Herbs de Provence, which is a, a blend that we make. But there is, for example, Tsuneli, which is from the Republic of Georgia. And uh, this, this is a very different uh, uh, mix. And you also look at what you can do with the hot peppers. You can dry those hot peppers. And with those hot peppers, you can um, dehydrate them. You can also can them. You can, do, you can do jam with them. Hot pepper jam. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> baby, it's so good. I don't like it too you know hot, what? but hot you know peppers what? are uh, good.
0: I, someone gifted me some jalapeno jam that was really good, and... Oh man, I put it on goat cheese
1: and it was just Is um, it and you can thunder. do jellies with it as well, hot pepper jellies. There's another thing that we didn't talk about, and I think we're gonna close the show with that is we can make you can make with everything that is available right here in your backyard at your farmers market, you can make amazing barbecue sauce. Right. From scratch. Barbecue sauce. Make barbecue sauce. You can make barbecue sauce for your You can make for your, your own
0: ketchup. Your own
1: ketchup.
0: Ketchup is, yeah.
1: Exactly.
0: And it's so much better than store-bought.
1: That's so. it. That's it. Now,
0: speaking of recipes, you are, you're going to be posting some recipes. Yeah, we have website.
1: a lot of recipes about jams, about chutneys. And you should also go back and look at previous recipe from previous shows because um we have i I bet you that so far right now you had at least 100 recipes we've been posted between all the shows so you know 10 over here 10 over here and we have this is our like seventh show and it's been so much fun to be able to share our passion and love for our region for those ingredients and trying to make a difference uh from your day to day cooking, for uh, you to experiment and learn something different.
0: So go to kzmu.org and check out, you can, and then you can check out our archive shows and catch up with them. And uh, it's, it's amazing, our time's run out already. So. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, hey,
1: wait, 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 wait. Do you want to talk about something who's happening? Don't we have like a, 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 a Teleton coming up? Radiothon. No, Radiothon. I always mix them up. One is TV, Teleton. (laughs) Radiothon is radios. As a Frenchman, what can I say? So So tell us about it.
0: Well, uh, uh, Radiothon coming up in the, I believe it's the second week in October. Uh, And we're going to do something fun this year. You and Mm -hmm. you are going to get together and we're going to provide a uh, dinner to auction off.
1: Yep. And, and it's gonna be food and wine so, pairing and it's gonna be a lot of fun and, so and hey, join the, us
0: on our October show and we'll go into more details on that.
1: Yeah, definitely. But but remember, be generous. This is an amazing radio station. Uh, Everyone who works here is so kind, so beautiful, and we really want to have all the support from everyone in this region to make sure that we can do more for all of you, to have even more shows and and more fun on the the, the station. So uh, stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right.
0: Well, thanks again for joining us, and join us again that first Monday of October. And uh, we'll see you then. Thanks, Bernie.
1: It's going to be game on. We're going to talk game. Game on. Ciao, ciao. Au revoir. Chef's Adventures with Buck and Bernie airs on the first Monday of every month at 4 p.m. Head to kzmu.org for archives and recipes.